Welcome, everybody, to the River Valley Podcast. My name is Kirk Graham, and I've got Logan back from vacation. I'm back. Welcome, welcome home. Where were you? I we well, we were up in Vancouver. Whistling Straits. <laughs> Not whist- that would be a fun vacation too in Wisconsin. But we were up in Vancouver. I preached at a partner church there, and it was awesome. And then we went up for four extra nights up in Whistler. Whistler. Never been before, but it was awesome. What'd you guys do? Not a ton. Did you see bears? We did. We saw two bears, uh, one one brown bear and one black bear, which I learned with brown bears, you want to play dead, but with black bears, you want to fight back. I feel like I should know this. Brown bear and grizzly bear, same thing, right? I think so. It's got to be. I, I mean, that's all That's all I know. I mean, the, it was, the brown bear was big. Maybe there's a distinction between other brown bears, but I... At a certain weight, it becomes a grizzly. No, that's not true. Maybe. We need somebody on here that could yeah. look things up for us during the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, church, welcome, welcome, welcome. What an incredible weekend, Father's Day weekend. Hopefully you were able to celebrate your dad, um, or if you are a father, just want to say thanks for being a man of God, not just through the extraordinary way of living or the heroic stuff, but I think through the simple daily living, being a Bible believer, faith-filled man of God somebody that is leading their family, leading their children in the ways of the Lord. You deserve to be honored, and we honor you on Father's Day and even into this week. I really think it's going to be the thing that changes this world. Um, And, you know, I'll probably say the same thing on Mother's Day weekend. But I think the thing that's going to change the world is fathers that stand up for what is the will of God, in the Word of God, the way of God, that says I don't I don't I don't give a rip what the world's living like. I am a man of God and I'm leading my family that way. And so uh, we honor the dads. We had Teen Challenge this weekend. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But I want to talk about in you know in in light of it being Father's Day, uh, I want to talk about the atmosphere of the home. And every home has an atmosphere. Think about the home that you grew up in. There was a certain atmosphere. Every friend's house you went to, like like Logan, do you have a uh, maybe a best friend's house you went to, and 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 their house smelled different oh, than yeah. your house? It's it smelled like, like bread. Smelled like bread. <laughs> yeah, we were always making bread. <laughs> like my house didn't have a smell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's yeah. like like because you're just accustomed to it. Uh, but every house you went to, every friend's house had like a different smell. And it's like, man, I remember what Aaron Simonson's house <laughs> smelled like. Like, and and I, I'm not saying it smelled like bread. It it smelled fine, but. It's like it was distinct yeah. and different from my home. I think every home has an atmosphere. Like, what is it like to live in your home? Like, what is it like to live uh, with your family? Whether you're on your own, you still have an atmosphere of your home. Uh, whether you're married, you maybe you've got kids. Every home has an atmosphere. What is the atmosphere of your home? And I was reading a book called Finishing Strong. It was a little bit about parenting but it said, nothing determines the atmosphere of your home more than the words that are spoken or not spoken. Hmm. What determines the atmosphere of your home is not the size of the home, the paint colors of the home, the things that you accumulate within the home, how many kids you have or don't have, um, the activities that you're involved in, the busyness of your life, uh, the presentness of mom and dad in, in regards to how many business trips are taken or not taken. Um, no, that those things don't determine the atmosphere as much as 
what are the words that are spoken by mom and dad? Um, and so if you're listening and you're, you're in that, and, and maybe, maybe you don't have kids, you, you know, you're here, you, you and Mac are married. What determines the atmosphere of the home is still the words that you speak to each other yeah. or the words you don't speak to each other. I, I know what it's like to, you know, to have some unspoken, like you know, an unspoken atmosphere. And sometimes that's tension filled of like, you know, if Kaylee and I are, um, you know, we're in a disagreement or an argument, like it can be a little bit tense. Um, but what breaks the tension and what determines what's the atmosphere of our home is words that are spoken. And you could think there's people listening, like maybe you grew up in a home, the atmosphere was really, really unhealthy. It was really toxic or abusive. And a lot of that has to do with uh, the words that were spoken. Um, the old saying, it's kind of a dumb saying, but sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Actually, words can sting the most. Dumbest, and dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> when you when you think about Father's Day, maybe Father's Day is really painful because of who your dad was, or more specifically, the words your dad spoke over your life. And I, I think everybody has an opportunity. You get to lead your own life, and you get to create the your own atmosphere, the your own culture. And I want to encourage everybody listening, think about the words that you're saying. Think about the things you're not saying that you should start saying. Think about the words that you you currently say that you need to stop saying, honestly. It's just not life-giving and it's not affirming. And we have a value at River Valley, one of our staff values. So we've, we've got church values, but if you're going to be on our team, one of our staff values is speak life and bring lift. It's just something we're going to do. And it doesn't mean we can't have um, you know a critical conversation or a corrective conversation, but even in correction, are we casting vision? Are we speaking life? We're not attacking identity. Uh, we're not breaking a person down, uh, but we're correcting to ultimately lift up. We're going to speak life and bring lift. And so let that be an encouragement uh, to you. Thinking about the atmosphere of the home, nothing determines it more than the words that are spoken or unspoken. The Bible says in Proverbs that there there's power of life or death in the tongue. And I know I, I as a father, I want to be a father that speaks life over my children uh, as a spiritual dad. So Logan, you're over here. You, you're dis- you've discipled many young adults, formerly young adult pastor. Uh, you're also speaking into the lives of many people in our church and on our staff. Um, and so a father figure of sorts, maybe you would call it a, a older brother figure, uh, right. but it's the words you're saying that determine the atmosphere of what it's like to be on the other side of Logan Ketterling. Well, and I think that it's awesome that we had Teen Challenge with us this weekend because you heard testimony after testimony. I was at City Campus, but people who said, I didn't have an earthly father, that was a great example. Some of them didn't have one at all. Maybe they were completely out of the picture. But once they found Jesus and once they understood God the Father, recognizing that he has been their father this whole time, I think there's a lot of people that maybe would say, I don't have a good example as an earthly father, but there was someone in my life who is a fatherly figure to me. And maybe they have nobody. Maybe it's God the Father. He's the only one. But I think that Father's Day is to celebrate earthly fathers, right? That's the goal. But I think for so many, like you said, there's difficulty and there's challenge in that. And, And it's such an amazing example of seeing people's redemption through... I got to know my heavenly father and that meant more to me. You know, both of us have great dads in our life and it's an amazing thing that that we have. But I think that this holiday does have a little bit more uniqueness to it because of the people who'd say, 
God, God is my only father that I've ever seen in a positive way. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that would say that that's true for them too. I think also just the, when people learn about God as father, they immediately think of their earthly father. And there's so much power in that, that I, as a dad, have the opportunity to help frame up if I'm a good dad, they, they are going to view God the Father as a, as a good father. If I'm a poor father, they're immediately going to think through the lens of like, oh, if my dad is like that, then that must be what this father God is like. Um, and I, I want to do the best I can to, to clearly uh, set up a framework of how good our God is and how holy he is. So how am I living right? Um, and... And, and discipling my kids to live like Christ. So, when also happy Father's Day. Also, I think as a father that falls short, right? As every earthly father will, it's a reminder as a as a Christian father, right? That you can point people to say, "Hey, I I did not measure up to the expectation that I would want to live." But thankfully, through your humility, I'm sure you had times in this with you know Adley or Ivy or even the twins. Oh, yeah. that you've had to say, "Hey, that wasn't." how dad wanted to be, but it's an opportunity. You can point people back to, Hey, but, but God is not going to ever do that to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think that that is part of it is in parenting. It's like, I am not God and thank God I'm not God. Um, but I'm doing my best. And for, for everybody listening, um, and not just the dads, we're all called to make disciples. So, uh, as you raise up people in the Lord, it's like, you're going to have many opportunities to say, Hey, I am not God. I fell short there. I need to apologize. Please forgive me. Um, and I'm doing the best I can to emulate who is Christ. So, um, I just love that thought. Sometimes we think the atmosphere of the home is how nice our home is, um, or how many things we have, or, uh, you know, are we keeping up with the Joneses, you know? And it's like, it's not about that stuff at all. The atmosphere of your home is not what your home smells like. It's the words you're saying. Uh, and so, Love that. We'd love to uh, talk about, yeah, I mean, anything else from this this weekend as we kind of talk about Teen Challenge? They were here th- this weekend at yeah, every I mean, campus. I think it's crazy that they send choirs to every campus. Yeah, it, it was awesome. I mean, like I said, I was at City Campus. It was amazing. Um, before we jump into that, I, I know another holiday we celebrated was Juneteenth. Yep. And that was on Monday. And I think some some people have... You know, it's a new federal holiday. It's been a holiday, a state holiday in Texas. Yeah, so new, I think this is yeah the third year yep. of of celebrating it. You know, many, many people maybe had today off or Monday off. Um, I'm like, today, I'm working today. Yeah. As you're listening to this, uh, last, last Monday. Monday. But um, had Monday off, and I know for, for me, having having Monday off, you know, it was like, oh, it's awesome. It's great to have the day off, but it's really understanding what the holidays are for. I think sometimes you say Labor Day and Memorial Day, even those holidays, people don't really know what they are fully. Yeah. And so I think it's great to educate people on what it is. Labor Day, a day to celebrate work by not, by working. not working. Right. Um, but Juneteenth, you know, a celebration, uh, or really a remembrance of in, I think it was 1865 where the Emancipation Proclamation was made. Or yeah, 63. A, a, act of January 1st, uh, 1863. Yeah, so two years later yep. then in 1865 is when the federal troops rode into Galveston to tell the slaves that they were actually free because the slave owners were still holding them under slavery. And, you know, the, I think 
that's such a message of of Christ. And I there there's people that have confusion about it. I think one of the reasons why there's some tension around it is one, I think people hyper politicize it yep. to where, oh, this is the progressive holiday or this is, you know, conservative or we want to be, you know, pro this or anti that. And I think what it maybe comes from, and I, I made this comment on our, our Instagram uh, from that we post about Juneteenth, but I think some of that tension comes from the tension we felt in the world in 2021. Yeah. It was a super difficult time. And so people are tying when it was enacted as a holiday to, oh, I remember how difficult that was. But when you really think about the holiday, you know, I, I wrote four thoughts. But you know, first, there is no ethnicity that is greater than or lesser than than at the foot of the cross. Revelation seven nine. Yeah. Every tribe, nation, language, everybody, right? And then secondly, that was a sin of our nation, right? Yeah. Slavery was a sin of our nation, and we should acknowledge that in gratitude that there were men and women of God that stood up against people who were enslaving people, some of them even falsely using Christianity to justify it, which we know is not scriptural. Yep. Um, but there were men and women of God, others that joined them that said, we're, we're going to stand up against this. And the third thing is there are still millions of slaves all around the world today, not in yep. our country, you know, hopefully, but all around the world. So it's an opportunity to yeah, pray and, for them. And, and slavery through another lens. I, I know specifically, um, yeah. you know, still through the lens of the sin of our nation around the world, uh, but through the lens of like sex trafficking, right. um, that is a type of slavery uh, that is still, I think the number is still at 27 million around the world yeah. that are, uh, that are caught in sex trafficking. That's sex slavery. Yeah. So, so, I think this is another opportunity where we can highlight this to pray for those people. Again, looking at our, our nation to say it's not a legal thing anymore, but now we can pray for those people all around the world that are in sex slavery or other forms. And then lastly, the example of these troops riding into Galveston to tell the slaves that they'd actually had been freed two years prior in the Emancipation Proclamation. The way I look at that as a believer oh, yeah. is we have this message of freedom and hope that so many in the world don't know about and are still enslaved in their sin and bondage. And so yeah. I can't help but as a pastor, look at this holiday of celebrating this and say, this is our message, right? Yeah. It, it, it played out in, in 1865 as true freedom from, from real chains on earth. Yeah. But I think for believers, we can look through the lens of all those things and say, no man or woman should be enslaved on earth, but even more so, right? People are enslaved that leads them to death eternally. Yeah, yeah and slave so, to sin. So we want to share the message of freedom, which is Jesus Christ. So again, this like when I look at the holiday, I think I can gratefully and thankfully celebrate this. Again, not for maybe reasons that the left or the right or whatever they want to do, but say we can we can acknowledge and celebrate people that are free. Everyone is is equal at the foot of the cross. Yep. Praying for those who are enslaved and realizing that we have the message of hope and freedom. No, exactly. Uh, hey, hey, guys. Two years ago, it was written into law that you could be free. Think about the weight that was oh then lifted off of their shoulders, and and also this thought of like, why didn't somebody tell us sooner? Un yeah, can you imagine? Okay, written into spiritual law over 2,000 years ago was the fact that all sins of humanity, past, present, future, have been paid for by Jesus Christ on the cross and through his resurrection. Our freedom is now offered to us. 
and our heart is global as a church. This is, again, we may not talk about every holiday on a weekend platform just as a highlight. We will for sure Memorial Day, Veterans Day, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but Juneteenth as a new holiday, hey, we, we highlight that as a, a piece of American history that is worth remembering. It's all, all also known as Freedom Day. Yeah. So, hey, we're going to highlight that. But just like everything else, listen, Christianity is a redemptive, uh, it's a redemptive way of living. So I'm going to take something that, yes, is celebrated in the world uh, and, and Juneteenth. Hey, new holiday. I didn't, I didn't choose it as a holiday, but it is. In, it's a federal holiday. Yeah. I'm a Christ follower. So I'm going to look at everything in this world and go, how could, how, how could I use that as a symbol? How, how could I redeem that? Or how could I help that propel me as a Christ follower? Oh, it's the easiest layup in the world to go, listen, that piece of American history is so inspiring. For me, our heart is global. There are people all around the world that have zero clue about the fact that their sins have been paid for yeah. and that freedom can be offered to them right now. It's been written in spiritual law and that propels me. I want to tell people just like the people that rode in and said, you are free. Today you're free and you could have been free two years ago, but today you're free. That makes me want to send more missionaries, go on more global teams, tell more people about Jesus. Uh, and so for anybody for anybody that gets uptight about that, it's like, listen, it's a federal holiday, but it's it's a layup for our heart yeah, that is global. Absolutely. Listen, the freedom is there for people, and let's propel that message. I was thinking about on the day off, I was thinking about the piece of American history that, wow, I can't believe that what what our country was at one point. I still think we're we're living in the greatest country in America. Yeah. Uh, or greatest country in the world is America. Greatest country Great, in America. Greatest country in America. That's what Texans say. <laughs> uh, but but I, they were the ones who were enslaving people two years after. Come on, Texas. Come on. Uh, uh, so I think we live in a, an amazing country. Right. Um, but also I think uh, I was thinking I want to tell more people about Jesus. How can we? How can we do that? People are living right now in slavery to sin, and there's freedom in Christ. How do we tell more people? But I think to your point about how you know, someone would be frustrated about it, you know, it's like, I think it just shows the polarization of how p the lens that people yeah, yeah. look at something, right? Yeah. To where, oh my goodness, you know, this president enacted that or th this company is using this and, and that company also did this. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so important for us as believers to look at it through a biblical lens. Yeah. Like like if you, if if the theme of that holiday is we don't believe in slavery anymore, we don't believe in racism, and we believe in freedom. Again, it is a layup. It is a slam dunk. It's like fatherhood, right? Father's Day. Yeah. We believe that scripture is so clear about the role of the father, the importance of a father, Big all time. of that. So that's where I think when holidays, if someone's critical of, oh, you're you're looking at it through a Christian lens. Well, that's what, literally because that's my life. Yeah, that's all but, I do. But even Memorial Day, it's like we talked about this a couple weeks ago on Memorial Day on the podcast. We are thankful. Why? Because men and women died for our freedom to worship. Yeah, yeah. We don't care as much about our freedom 
to, you know, oh, we have our freedom to do X, Y, Z, this. No, freedom to of religion, freedom to worship our God is our highest value. There are other freedoms that non-believers hold that they care about that we also care about. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's for us, every holiday, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Juneteenth, Memorial Day, Veterans, like we are going to look at this through a spiritual lens because that is what we should be doing. Paul yeah. talks about it all the time. Like, don't think about things like the world does. Yep. Think about them like like the the kingdom of God. Oh yeah. And so I, I'm I'm passionate about it because we should care about what God cares about. Now, of course, if the world is going to take holidays or or take whatever it is and turn them into things that is not biblical, we should also call that out too. Yeah. But I think we can't be so concerned about fighting against an agenda that actually, when you look at it, it's what you should be standing for. And again, don't get me wrong. There are certainly people that take Father's Day, Juneteenth, Memorial Day out of context, or they put their own spin on it yeah. that are unbiblical. And we shouldn't celebrate that either. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And um, love, love that we were able to highlight that this weekend across our church and hopefully inspire people. Listen, people... People need freedom in Christ, and yeah. it is available right now. Uh, I love that we just we just gave numbers to. Um, I think it was six new numbers for the five hundred, and now we've crossed awesome. the two hundred mark. So all the way up to two hundred and two. So you talk about people uh, giving up er everything on this side. You know, t total normal uh, suburban Minnesotans saying, "I never thought it would be me." Uh, but we're answering the call of God on our life and all the way up to number 202, uh, we're getting ready to send them out. And so with an urgency, they're going to go tell people that it has been signed into law and yeah. you can be free in Christ. Yeah. Awesome. Amen. Uh, let's talk about teen challenge a little bit. What a yeah. great KB partner and uh, highlight. I'll, I'll just say this. I was at Apple Valley all weekend and, uh, it was, it was awesome. On Saturday night, we had the Leadership Institute. So the, these are graduates of Teen Challenge that signed up for, I believe, another year or potentially two-year program uh, to continue to grow in their leadership. And they there there's a few different testimonies on Saturday night. And for people that, that were there, please forgive me because uh, you heard this. But uh, And I won't share all the details, but the first two testimonies that were shared were from people that sat in the Apple Valley Auditorium, attending our church, in addiction, in bondage, needing freedom, sitting in a church service, River Valley Church, our church, saying, I need help. I tried everything to do on my own, trying to get free from this, and I need to surrender my life to Jesus. Uh, the first two testimonies said they, they got saved at River Valley, baptized wow. at River Valley, and then uh, joined Teen Challenge, getting the help they need. And and one of the guys, he actually, because of because of the life he lived before, as he gets done with this uh, Leadership Institute at Teen Challenge, he has to go back to prison. And he said, I have a new perspective of what my future is. Um, I'm not just going back to prison uh, to die. I am going to fertile soil to proclaim the gospel message of Jesus to thousands of in inmates. That is my mission field, and that's what I'm called to do in this next season of life. Oh, dude, like start the waterworks, man. That's like that's crazy. awesome, awesome. We should give him a number. That's like yeah. he's going to unreach people in the prisons, and uh, that's what he's called to do. Um, and thank God for his life transformation and change. He's what? a new creation. 
it, it's just so crazy even how this weekend just played itself out. We talked about the connections to Father's Day, but even this connection to freedom, right? Yeah. And and how it, this, I mean, this whole weekend just tied together so beautifully and people without fathers who are receiving freedom from addiction, you know, all these different things. It's just, it's amazing. And, you know, I, I had, there was someone at, at City Campus, I won't say his name just because he's so new, but he had been in the, the program for five days. Wow. And wow. he was, he was crying and he had, he shared his story. He said, I came in five days ago. Like he said, I did the short-term program. So it wasn't like he was just on the street five days ago, but I mean, kind he of did was. short-term and it was five days into long-term. Five days into long-term. Yeah. Correct. But he, he said, I, you know, it's a more, uh, vigorous program. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's for sure. You know, they, they joke. They said it's called challenge for a reason. Right. Yeah. Um, but he was crying and just said, I, I've wanted to quit each day, but I'm here and I, I, I need Jesus. And yep. I need to cry out to him. My daughter's still in addiction and I'm just praying for her. And so we were able to stretch out our hand and pray for her. And I just think that you know, there are people that are literally changing their entire family. And, and you know, this, this weekend and throughout this week, our goal is to raise $100,000 through Kingdom Builders mm-hmm. to send to them. We've done this year after year. But we do this because, I mean... It, it's it ties so well to the gospel, but it is the gospel. It yeah. is you are free, and and I I hate to sound like a broken record here, but I I think that every one of those stories, it's hard not to get choked up. And like you said, the waterworks of these are people that are not other people, and I think that's something for those who are listening right now. Every single service and every single testimony, there was a moment where I had the aha moment, which is funny that I had it multiple times, but yep. every, every year Teen Challenge comes, this happens. Yeah. Where I don't say them, I say us. And what I mean by that is I'm also them. Yeah. And what I mean is we are all bound in sin. Yep. Sometimes we look at like, oh, those guys or those girls that are struggling with addiction or struggling with drugs. One of the guys who, who shared um, first, he said, I believe we're all one step away from a life of destruction. Yep. And I think it's so true that yeah. one thing, one moment, you know, for, for most of them, it was a friend of mine died or a friend of mine offered me a pill or I, I had surgery and got addicted. You know, we have no idea what it is. Yeah. And when we start thinking about people who are living lives of maybe more open addiction as other and different and yep. maybe looking at them with, oh, well, that's them and not me. We've lost our way. We are all. Oh, yeah all fall short. We all have sin. We all are broken. And again, maybe it manifests in a more serious physical way. Yeah. But I just think when that teen challenge, like the teen challenge weekend shouldn't be, oh, well, we want to pray for them and we want to give them yeah. money. Sure, we want to do that. But we want to examine ourselves to say, what are the things in my life that have bound me and how can I support them, pray for them, give to that organization, be mentors. But also, this is for us too, yeah. to recognize that Sin destroys. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah, and so we've got to be vigilant. Yep, I love it. Um, there, there's people here. Maybe, maybe you weren't here this weekend, and so you're kind of hearing about the power of the weekend. You could watch the service from Apple Valley on on YouTube or at rivervalley.org or on our River Valley Church app. But also just want to encourage, you know, we're trying to raise $100,000 for Teen Challenge this year as a part of Kingdom Builders. 
And if you're listening to this, you're you're still able to give to that. So uh, the Kingdom Builders giving this week up to $100,000, is yep. it's all going to Teen Challenge. So we would love to raise that money, continue to support this, to multiply their efforts and ability. They, they, they told us on Sunday they have 14 locations across Minnesota, and they're going to 18. So they're wow. adding four more campuses. We think about, you know, we're a multi-site church. And we have nine, soon to be ten locations in Minnesota. Well, they they have fourteen. They're going to eighteen. I mean, they're they're adding four as fast as they can. It takes dollars to be able to do that. So, uh, I think also for for each client, uh, they call each person in the program a client. Each client it costs over fourteen hundred dollars a month for them to be in the program. So that's that's the actual cost. So there there's a massive cost. And the CEO Tom on Sunday he was with us at Apple Valley. He said. We could get all the funding we need from the government and corporations uh, that we would never have to do another annual gala. We'd never have to do another like choir Sunday at churches to raise money. We'd never have to raise another dollar if we took Jesus out of the equation. If we just took Jesus out of the equation, we'd have more than enough money to run this program. Corporate sponsors and the government, all that. And he said, as long as I'm CEO, we will never take... Uh, Jesus out of the mm-hmm. equation. He's the center of it. And and Jesus is the reason it has an 80% yeah. success rate in recovery. And so there's people listening. Also, you have family members or friends that are struggling, or maybe you're struggling. You can go to mntc.org forward slash help and find the help that you need and potentially enroll or enroll a family member. I've got friends that are Teen Challenge graduates, yep. and I also have friends that are no longer alive because of addiction. So uh, I'm really, really grateful uh, and well aware that Teen Challenge is doing amazing kingdom work. What's um, next, Logan? Yeah, I, I think we can maybe um, get to get to some punt some of the questions for next week, And but but I, I think this would be a good one for you to answer. Uh on this topic of freedom, right? Yeah. Uh, my my ying says any advice for Christians who work in the marketplace when it comes to sharing the gospel? Yeah, awesome. Um, I think the she's already doing the the first one pretty well. It's just the awareness that it's her job to do it. You know, right. it's like you got to be aware that that we all the Great Commission is for everybody. And the Great Commission is not just for pastors and it's not just for missionaries, but it's for every single person. And uh, so so it's on your life. Yes, you who's listening right now and for my who's asking this question, it's on your life to evangelize the world. I mean, we are, the you know, the culture that we're living in is all about indoctrination and, and evangelizing your children into the way of the world. It really is like a religion, uh, you know, and an ideology that is of the devil, uh, just Anything that is not biblical, uh, Bible-believing, I'm not just talking politics or anything like that. I'm just saying if it is not the way, the truth, and life in Jesus Christ, it's indoctrination to the way of death. It is, it is, it is. And so we are to evangelize the world uh, and to reach our neighbors and coworkers. And so uh, I think we did a three-week series on the Holy Spirit, I think, uh, an initial start, like I can't, I can't reach my friends, family, neighbors, coworkers. Um, just in my own strength, I need the power of the Holy Spirit, and so I want to be full of the Holy Spirit. A simple prayer that you can pray um, every morning: Holy Spirit, fill me again. Give me greater gifts, greater boldness to do all that you've called me to do. Give me the words. There's a scripture that talks about in the moment, in the moment. 
the Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak. And I think sometimes that that's the hindrance or, or, um, it's the hurdle that I just can't get over. I just get too, I, I feel like this prompting to share something with, with a coworker when I'm, when we're at our lunch break or when, when we're passing through and I, I just, I get too nervous cause I go, I don't know what to say. And sometimes you just got to start Mm-hmm. And believe in faith that the Holy Spirit's going to give you the right words as you start. That's cool. that's a lot of this Christian walk, anyways. It's like taking a step and seeing if God won't catch you. That's why it makes it thrilling. By the, like, by the way, yeah. following Jesus is the most thrilling thing you could ever do. The reason it's thrilling is because you have to take steps of faith the entire time. Like yep. it's all this is all about faith, and so you're stepping off off a cliff, believing that God's going to catch you. And um, I just believe for my uh, be praying like, Lord, give me somebody specific. So you might already have that specific person. Who is it? Begin to pray for them. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and step out and say, Hey, can I tell my story? We, we talked about testimony a couple months ago, whether a person likes it or not, they could be the atheist. They could be angry at God. They could not believe in a God, you know, uh, whatever their belief is. If you tell your testimony of what Jesus has done in your life, the presence of God is in that. The presence of God is in your testimony. And uh, Revelation 19, the, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What that means is, for my, as you tell your testimony of what Jesus has done in your life, they, the listener hears a prophetic word over their life that if God did it in my, then he can do it in me. Um, and so if God did it in you, he could do it in me. So, uh, let that be an encouragement. You just step out in faith. I don't know if you have anything. No, you said, you said, be ready. Yeah. Us as Minnesotans, when we say no, we mean, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be ready. Right. I think sometimes people go out sniffing for opportunities, which I think we can do, right. Sniff yeah, for opportunities can. to evangelize. But I think more, more often and sometimes more impactful, is being ready for an opportunity. Yep. The difference between looking for an opportunity and being ready, of course, there are times when you're preaching, when you're sharing, but I think the way you live, and there are moments that I think sometimes people miss, but there are holidays, right? We just talked about them. Yep. There are holidays where sharing your perspective as a Christian on that holiday, I think is powerful. Yep. There are moments in your life where maybe maybe it's a, a death of a family member that is a memory to you, but you get to share how you grieve differently. Yep. There, you know, maybe someone else's family member dies. Maybe they're struggling in their job and you encourage them. I mean, these these moments of our life, I think sometimes people are so shocked and surprised that when they actually share their faith with people, they'd go, I, it's so obvious by the way you live. We yep. hope it's not the alternative, but I just think rather than always looking and knocking on every door and feeling like I'm going to barge into their office and tell them about Jesus. No, they should know us by the love for each other. They should know us by the fruit in our life. Yep. They should know us by the joy and the peace that we have in the situation. And then I think it's being ready for that moment to where you maybe ask them the question, which is, do you have that peace? Yeah. And then the doors open. So I, I think it's not not necessarily thinking about evangelism in the case of I got to share about Jesus to them and read the Bible to them. No, it's it that could be the case, and yep. and sometimes it will. But more so, it's I have to live a life that's worthy of the calling that God has placed on me, so that I'm yep. ready for those moments. Yeah, really, really so. good. Uh, I appreciate the question. And if you want to ask a question in the future, um, you know, I, I think maybe we could get to more questions in yeah. later podcasts where we're just 
maybe it's an entire episode just asking questions. I, I love the questions because to me, it's like we want to meet the needs uh, that are in our totally. church. And as you're on your journey following Jesus, what are the questions you have? Like I'm, I'm down to answer any question. Yeah. Like there's no topic that is too far off. Like everybody's in a different stage. We were kind of talking about it before recording today. Everybody's in a different stage of life in regards to following Jesus and just different stage of life in general. So wherever you're at, whatever you're processing, thinking, however you're growing towards, uh, uh, Jesus, please ask questions. You can go, go on Instagram and, and direct message River Valley MN. Uh, you can email online at rivervalley.org. Um, those oh, are yeah. some easy ways. You can find Logan or myself just personally yeah. uh, as well and reach out to us, and we would love to answer your questions. Oh, yeah, we'll get to more questions in the future for sure. We're we're figuring this out still. This is, I think, the fourth fourth episode? Yeah, give us feedback. So give, let us know. Maybe we need to talk longer, or maybe we just need to be shorter at the front, but I'd love to get some prayer requests. These are real needs from people in our church. And then Kirk, if you have any praise, praise reports or any other prayer requests and end in prayer. And then we're going to listen to a song that was on our deluxe album. Thank you, Lord. The acoustic version of that song, beautiful song. And so some, some here from Faribault campus praying healing uh, over a, a burn on somebody's leg that's surgery from a burn praying that there's no infection at city campus uh someone's in nursing school and she's he or she's praying for strength and wisdom and courage that they're able to complete the program and continue uh continue on and mm-hmm. use that for ministry um apple valley campus i'm an introvert i just left everything back home i struggle with depression and anxiety so it's hard because i just left getting connected is hard and i'm an introvert i pray that i find courage and this fear leaves um, there, there's so many others, so many, yeah. so many that we could get to, but Marianne on the app, she said, pray for my dad who's in the ICU on a ventilator. Yeah. Pray for healing that her family will grow closer to Jesus this summer as well. So yep. praying for her and her dad. Uh, quick, quick praise report here. Cause God's still doing miracles after 15 months of exhaustion and brain fog. The Lord healed my long COVID fatigue while our family was on a global team to El Salvador. Wow, and awesome. so, uh, somebody part of our church, you know, that's a step of faith right there. I'm going on this global team and I haven't been feeling that great. I've been exhausted for months on end, mm-hmm. but I feel like the Lord's calling me. And as they took their step of faith to go on a global team, they are supernaturally healed physically. Something you just think about. It. When's That'll the last preach. time you dealt with anything for 15 months and then it disappears while you are in the place God wanted you to be? That is awesome. And so let's pray. And let me just coach you real quick as you're listening. When we pray on this podcast, it's a, it may be a quick prayer, but while while I say these words of prayer, agree in your car, agree at the workplace, agree wherever you're listening, agree with the prayer. You yeah. can engage in prayer even as you're listening to somebody else pray. And uh, let's do it together. Lord, we thank you that you're moving in our church. We praise you for this Father's Day weekend. We praise you for the freedom that we're remembering on Juneteenth, this holiday that we're remembering. I pray that it would stir us for an urgency to reach more people for Jesus Christ all around the world and here in Minnesota for those that are here in Minnesota. Lord, I just pray for all of the needs that were represented. There's there's hundreds and thousands more a part of our church. So we ask for healing. We ask for 
provision. We ask for comfort. Uh, one, one of those was on anxiety. I pray that uh, anxiety would just wash off. And I thank you yes. that we are a church uh, that that can be home for an extrovert, but also can be a healthy, life-giving home for an introvert. Uh, Lord, I thank you that every person uh, on the on that spectrum and in between, Lord, they can find home and family here at River Valley Church. And so I pray for that person specifically that they would find home. We pray for Marianne's dad uh, in the, in ICU and on the ventilator. Lord, we ask for supernatural healing uh, and and extended life. There's there's examples in the Bible of you, Lord, healing and extending life. Lord, we just pray uh, for that Lazarus time, as as uh, Pastor Rob would say, uh, Lazarus time over this father uh, on this Father's Day week. And and Lord, we praise you for the miracles that you're doing in our church. And as we get ready to listen to and worship along with this amazing River Valley worship song, thank you, Lord. We say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all you're doing in our lives and in our church. And we believe the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Amen. Yes. 
your mercy, thank you, Lord, for your grace. 